I think it's important to have, be friends with people from all walks of life who are very different from you. we'll just wait and see yeah time will tell yeah um so how let's talk about a little bit what you and i'll talk about when we meet up um <laughs> we could talk for hours yeah so we do we talk about yeah it's we kind talk of about everything. We, we talk about a lot of stuff one thing i enjoy talking to you about though <laughs> is kind of the roles of men and women yeah i like talking about that um especially with you because you are really are like an independent woman but you're also not one of these you know, I'll say it. One of these like new age feminists. That's one of these like, oh, men are trash. We we can do without men. It's like I know you want a husband. I do. Like you know? I and like you like the role of man. So let's just let's just talk about. Yeah, men and I women. am a straight woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the listeners. My yeah. my sister laughed. She, I don't know why she thought it was funny that you said I was straight. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. you know, I. I consider myself a Democrat feminist. Like I, I uh-huh. will like, would label myself that, but like, you know, I'm all for BLM out being allies, but I guess, unfortunately I'm a straight woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. I guess I want a man. <laughs> um, and, but when I say those things, that's not like, I think men are trash. Like I, obviously I don't think you're trash. I have, I'm well, thank you. like, I'm, Again, big on my relationships, like my friendships. Um, and I think it's important to have, be friends with people from all walks of life mm-hmm. who are very different from you. Like, I mean, that's something yeah. I love about our friendship. We're able to respect each other and <laughs> talk about yeah, all do. sorts of things. Like, I, you actually opened me up to this book about men called oh, Wild on. at Heart. Oh. Um, and it was, and you know, that's the, my thing is like, I am, I don't consider myself so stuck in a certain mindset. Like, I think Mm -hmm. there's something I could always learn. I have my own experiences and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I've molded my own. So I'm very, for, I'm trying to figure out the best word. Mm -hmm. I guess forget, I'm just open to other people. Even if I strongly disagree with them, I'm like, they have had their own experiences. Yeah their own educations to like mold them into that, you know, like if you have never left your hometown or if you just have only had a certain thing that you're used to, you're not going to know. Yeah. Um, I think I just went on a tangent. <laughs> Good for you. It's your episode. <laughs> it's my episode. Yeah. What, what, what was it that we even, you originally asked me and I just ran well, off. Well, I don't it. ask like a specific question, so I don't blame you, but it's just more so about like the role of men and women. And I think, too, one thing that I I guess one reason I'm bringing it up is what we're seeing now in the world, at least in our society, is just kind of this this battle of um, the two, like, being equal. Yeah. But them having their different roles. Okay, stuff like, for instance, the Super Bowl was the other night. and, And one big thing about it was they had the first female official. Yeah. Officiate a Super Bowl. And so one of the referees was a woman. And yeah. so, you know, the thing that if she can do the job as well as a man, uh, then people are like, well, then between her and a man and she's better for it, then let her do it. But then there's the people that would think, well, you know, it's always been men. It's, it's like, it's, it's kind of, a, it's like a man's sport. thing. So 
it's like it's almost like where do you draw the line of letting the men have it but also being accepting so you know as a society we're just trying to figure out how the two can coexist yeah but not like i don't know i think we don't want them to step on each other's toes you know but you also don't want to discriminate towards the other right and it's always easy to it's as a man you see it from like like i see it through the lens of the lens of a man and i mean a lot of it's just like oh it's just easy to which a lot of time a man is at fault i'll say like (laughs) men are just like they're weak like overall like we're weak we're passive and so there odds are that you did something that you shouldn't have done or you should have done something better or stepped up sooner whatever it is so there are a lot of times the man is to blame but other times a man isn't to blame and we're making it about a man so now it's like why has it got to be a competition between the two? Yeah. But that's kind of where I'm at. But I feel like that's such a good first step is like just admitting or just identifying, just mm. like recognizing that it is there. Because I think there is, and this is just my personal opinion. That's okay. Go but for I it. feel like there is a lot of men out there who truly do not think that inequality is a thing. Inequality between men and women? Yeah, just just inequality in general. Like, Mm -hmm. with women, like, I just think women should be paid the same. If you are doing the same job, you have the same background, you should be paid the same. Like, I don't understand why there really is, like, Mm -hmm. a a discussion about it. Yeah, I'm like, why? Like, you're justifying it. And, like, and, you know, me as a woman, like, I eventually do, like, I am focused on my career, but I do eventually want to have children. And I think one of those challenges that I know that I'm going to have to eventually face or that I've like hurt, like learned from books or like other mm-hmm. women in the workforce's experiences is women tend to be emotional. Like they can't be this analytical or like decision maker. They're bossy. You know, there's always that like if a man did it, he'd be like a great leader. But if yeah. a woman did it, it's like she's bossy or like, She's the B word, mm-hmm. the other B word, you know, mm-hmm. that rhymes with yeah. itch. Which, yeah. Which, yeah. itch. Um, so, or like women who get pregnant, like they're like, oh, we're not going to hire her because like she's pregnant. Like women who are pregnant and go in for job interviews, they huh. more than likely are not going to get a call back because she's going to go on maternity leave, which to the extent I can understand. You need someone to be there to do the job. But like women who've been at their companies for a long time and mm-hmm. just like they get pregnant, then it's like, that's an issue now. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, she's so hormonal or like, <laughs> you know, which like, it's okay. Like, fine. Yes. Women can be hormonal, but like, why are we judging her based on that, on like her position? Mm-hmm. Even though like she's educated the same, she's as experienced and seasoned of like mm-hmm. this role, like she's still almost going to be questioned and like that's just something that bothers me. It's like I there's there to me personally, it mm-hmm. feels like there's going to be some kind of doubt in my ability to like lead or to like make decisions on certain things. But I'm like, I'm learning or it's like, I'm specifically learning towards this one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I can become an expert on this, you know, or like, but something that I will, <laughs> This is going to sound so bad, but something I'm so quick to throw out of like, you, you know what? Inequality, what are, equ- women? Mm-hmm. Yeah, women can't do that. I've told people this. I know how to change a tire. The thing is, I don't want to. 
I do not want to change my own tire. I've tried and it sucks. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not that strong. Oh yeah. That's you saying. know, so it's like if a guy wants to come in and be like, Oh, you you're just a girl. You should you can't do that. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't mm. change my tire. Please change it. I will throw <laughs> feminism out the window so quick. <laughs> For a tire change. <laughs> For, and just something related to that. It's like, do you mm. know anything about cars? Mm-mm. That's my biggest trigger. Is a car. <laughs> it's like, you know, before I got this new car, actually, the whole reason I got this new car yeah, was because, was of, because <laughs> of my previous yeah, car. I had yeah. so many problems and just, I've cried to the guys at like <laughs> the gateway tires and firestones, oh. like just out of just feeling overwhelmed. And so quick, I was like, y'all are the men. You do what you want. Man, they probably have your picture up. And all their lobbies. It's like the crier. Yeah, like, oh, gosh, she's back. It's like she's going to ask a lot of annoying questions. (laughs) (laughs) Be prepared for a difficult woman to deal with. Man. Well, I mean, good for you for asking and acknowledging like where you're at and being honest with yourself. Oh, yeah. That's 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 something I do not know. But like, uh, I've had this one experience. I used to work at the university. And I mean, it wasn't even like a staff member. It was actually a male student and like I was I was working at the university doing like Vista work and I remember mm-hmm. I oh oh let's hear it <laughs> I'm a little scared that they might like recognize me because uh, it's a selective well, group yeah. but you know what if they see it they see it whatever but well, this, they can come it was, fight me it was one of those I, I'm trying to choose my words carefully on this one go for it is an Just experience of <laughs> Uh, it was an experience of like toxic masculinity Uh-oh. where I went on this spring alternative spring break and I led this group because I was the staff, which was weird because I just was out of college like right. three months ago and the male student leader, he, you could tell we just had very different leadership styles. Like I'm, he was definitely alpha and mm-hmm. I was I mean, I consider myself somewhat of an alpha woman, mm-hmm. but also like I'm big on learning and doing hands-on stuff and like empowering people to give them the confidence to do stuff. But right. what we did was like we spent a week on the Mississippi River just like cleaning up, pulling stuff out. And he he was a nice guy. And I mean, he eventually apologized for the, way, the thing he did to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But like I just remember... We all had, all of us had like these little salt hand saws and we had to like, I'm blanking on the name, but like trim down these like weeds or like little tree things like on the bay or on the, on the riverbank or whatever. And I remember he took my saw and he goes, um, I'm going to take this because you're just not strong enough to do it quick enough. And I was like, he physically took it out of my hands. And I have never in my life felt more like I will fight a man with my bare hands. <laughs> Do not take a saw. It's the audacity. Uh-huh. And you could just tell I was so bothered. And he basically alluded to it because I was a woman. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it fast enough or I wasn't strong enough. And I was like, well, that's just so r-. like whatever. Maybe he didn't mean it necessarily as like me being a woman, but. That's the way you perceived it. I did because I was like, "That first off, that's just rude. Do not take things out of people's I think it's hands." Rude, yeah. But later that evening, maybe he hadn't apologized yet. But like, there was other times where I'm like, 
he would just be the one like trying to show out, pulling all the things because he he's a gay guy. He wanted to be helpful. He was gay. No, he, he was a good guy. Oh, they said a gay. <laughs> no, he was uh, so far from it. Uh, <laughs> but he's a good he, he's a good guy and uh-huh. uh, fairly nice. It was just like that little thing that just stuck with me. I was like, that was yeah. so rude. Well, that one thing will rub you the wrong way. Oh, you know? the rub yeah. wrong way. But, and he would just like be like trying to pull like assert his dominance of like oh i'll get it i'll get it. i'm like you need it. you are the student leader you need to allow these other students to participate mm-hmm. and like try because they they were just so uninterested because he was the, we were all in a little boat oh. in trying like it's hard for like you, you basically have to take turns or like two people at a time pull stuff in mm-hmm. he's like oh, okay but he later apologized that week and was like I'm sorry. He's like, I was just raised that if a woman was struggling to do something, I do it. And I was like, the thing was, I was not struggling. Second, it was not your place as there was several people. And it's not a competition because we are here to volunteer and do something nice. It's not a competition. And like, first off, I wasn't even struggling. I had literally just started on that. I'm I'm like, let me Mm -hmm. chop my own tree down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm. And I'm just big on like learning by yourself. You know, I'm like, even, okay, so what if it was taking me longer? You could have came over and helped me yeah. not take it and basically dismiss me. Because honestly, I was embarrassed by that. I was like, that just, I did everything in my power not to just like go on into a feminist rage. I was like, you know what? Yeah, tell them all. I'm technically a professional at this point. Mm-hmm. Like can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was something that just stuck with me. So I'm like, I, but I mean, I know for a fact, like, not all men look at women and dismiss them as a professional or as mm-hmm. anything. Like, my time at the U of M, I had like male supervisors, and they were for the most part like pretty empowering. Yeah. They allowed me to like fail, they allowed me to learn, and I felt like they treated me <laughs> as somewhat equal. You know? Yeah. Good. They're like. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, since you brought it up, I want to hear your definition of toxic masculinity. Oh, toxic masculinity. I see. I'm so bad at defining things. That's okay. like, but, like when you see it, like well, I, I know, like you just gave an example, but it's one of those words that it's one of those buzzwords that they're just thrown around a lot. Okay. Yeah. And I, I just you. want, I just want to hear people define it. So, so, well, so we know what we're talking okay, about. Yeah. So, for me and personal opinion, this is how I would mm-hmm. recognize toxic masculinity is, um, well, like the example that I gave, he dismissed me because he didn't think me as a woman could perform this act or he was trying to like show out, assert his dominance as like an alpha male. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe another one that I've seen is like, I kind I like, I would never, I would never want a guy to come up to me and be like, act like a woman. Like I don't tell men act like a man type thing, you know, just be a good person. Like that's my like biggest thing is like, just don't be a jerk. Like, don't be a jerk. Um, but like when men are like, Oh, I'm going to do this because I'm the man or I'm like, are you, you know, or it's like they're performing things or they're saying things because it's like, Oh, I'm the man. I'm like, are you just like, it's fine. Just do it. You don't have to announce to it. Because you're the man, or like, that's a horrible example. Hold on, I'm trying to think. Yeah. No, <laughs> you I, put I me on the spot. On the spot yeah. um, 
Well, I, I'm, I just wonder because. Yeah, yeah. You should call me like twice. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Just page everything's okay. Um, I can always cut that out. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I figure. We'll see. <laughs> Just keep that part. Yeah. You want Nora Con- on the thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps calling me like, yeah. I love you, but stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> I'll use that as your little intro. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl stuff. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please keep that. We'll keep that one, dude. Uh, we're just all trying to become famous. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Just yes, okay. Toxic, toxic mas- masculinity. a lot of the examples I see, which of course I know I'm seeing things through my lens yes. and my experience, which is why I like to try to get people to think differently. But a lot of times I see something labeled as toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where it's really just like a, like a manly thing, just like yeah. a regular thing that's never really been wrong. But now where we're at in time, culturally, like that's something that's like, oh, that's so toxic male. You're like, well, that was normal behavior 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, so that's why a lot of it's like, I know stuff changes. I know things change over time. I get that. But then when it's like, okay, if a, if a kid goes out and gets you know, grass stains on his jeans. That's not toxic masculinity, no. you know? Oh, yes. So I'm seeing a lot of stuff where, and I'm not, I'm not accusing you of no. doing that, but I'm saying when you see those words, you're seeing stuff like that. And I'm going, this is ridiculous. Cause it shows me, it's like you're trying to, and you're starting to see the whole gender roles and, yeah. and stuff start to switch. And the idea of gender changing where it's like, you want men to become like softer and more effeminate. Yeah. Not because, it's like not because of like that's the better way. It's like, but this is the old way, and we got to move away from that. But it's also like we want women to become stronger and more independent and like step up and be a leader, yeah. like the man historically was. So you're like yeah. you're trying to see him. So they can't be bad if they're wanting, you know, each side to do the inverse. Yeah, they can't be wrong. But it's like, I think why? it's more of the way I'm thinking of it is like like you don't have to be like mm-hmm. I think we just need to come to. A, like some neutral ground of like a woman can still be a woman and like not have like, you know, like she could still be feminine and by being strong or like athletic, Mm -hmm. just like maybe having muscles or like a short, like pixie cut hair or something, (laughs) you know, and like a man can still be a man, even if he is like, I don't know. Even if he rolls up his jeans. Yeah. He's, if he loves fashion or if he loves to dance Uh or he just like, well, you know, like he's still, I would, if he, I didn't, if he wants to be like, I am a man, like yeah. you can be a man, my guy. <laughs> but I guess like with the toxic masculinity is like, and I don't know, I feel like I know a lot of guys who like the toxic masculinity comes from like their dads uh-huh. where it's like, don't do that because it's not what a man does. Yeah. It's like, well, why? It's like men can't be soft. Men can't cry. Men can't talk about their feelings. And it's like, no, that's like they, they can, like you can do all those things and still be a man. Yeah. It's okay to be vulnerable. And like, I don't know. I, and I think equality works for both people. You know, yeah. the dynamics are changing. Like that takes pressure off of like husbands to solely be like the sole provider. Like mm-hmm. men are allowed to pursue their passions as well. Oh, they amen. don't just have to like worry about it knowing that their partner. And that's important to me is like, I want like a partner. I want someone to like work it out with me and like mm-hmm. plan of like, all right, if we're both working, right, let's do it. Or if like, I mean, it's so funny. We were actually, me and my sister were talking about like, if I would take on a, um, just like a stay-at-home husband. <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> if I like made enough money, if I was the sole breadwinner and we lived a comfortable life, mm-hmm. you know, 
that I guess because like my mom was a stay-at-home mom and I remember like how nice it was to have a parent there mm-hmm. um and just like family management is a lot like managing your life your kids or all the schedules I am working full-time I'm in school and I've been working a lot lately and Morgan's staying with me and I literally said thank god I get a wife yeah. I get yeah. a wife for a couple of days because Morgan um she's currently like looking for work but like she's staying at my home and she's mm-hmm. been super sweet and I've been so grateful for her help like because I didn't ask her to do any of this stuff yeah. obviously she's my sister she's not yeah. my wife and she cooked a fantastic dinner she, for us and I've come to a point where I'm so busy that it's like when I come home, I'm exhausted. And so like my cooking has like fallen off or my cleaning has fallen off. Like literally she's been here for like two days and immediately like I went to work the other day, came back and my room was clean. She prepared, there was food in the fridge. I was like, Oh my God, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thank you. Yeah. Can't imagine if I had a child and I'm like, so sorry. Makes you want to be a husband, huh? Yeah. I mean, I get, I was like, why are men complaining? It's like, my guy, you must be exhausted. Tell your wife, thank you. That's right, man. Like you're eating good. Your house is clean. You don't have to worry about your kid. Like, I hate that it's like perceived. I mean, this is just like from my lens. I hate that it's perceived at such a negative thing. Like what is just, I guess, gender equality. Like men, having to be the breadwinners or like less involved. Like I love the fact that I'm seeing and I like nannied all throughout college. And I just, I love that I got to see like two working parents, like a working dad, a working mom with both who are satisfied and challenged by their own careers, Mm -hmm. but are still both such involved parents. Mm -hmm. And I think the big part of it that I've noticed and like, they're very honest with me of is like the, like they split the work. Yeah. Like it doesn't solely fall on the working mom, or the working dad. And I mean, of course my circumstances are different. I grew up with a single mom for the majority yeah. of my life. So she was always there, but like, I guess like I didn't have a male figure mm-hmm. for like the majority of like growing up. So it's like, I always just knew a strong woman, Yeah, like having to do everything, like provide to like, manage home life Mm -hmm. so like i guess it never really occurred to me so it was just kind of weird trying to navigate like Mm -hmm. i guess romantic relationships are like that those kind of things with guys where i'm like i don't want to do like you know i'm like that doesn't seem fair um i guess like why couldn't we both just like both contribute both contribute like that takes pressure off of you because i don't think like, I hate the idea. Like, I have a younger brother, and I'm like, I hate the idea of it, like, all of the weight of keeping a family together or afloat falls solely on the husband, you know? Where I'm like, no, no. like, do you want to be depressed? Do you want to be, like, yeah, yeah, let me like help. no, yeah. just, like, let me help. Like, let's work this out together. Like, it shouldn't just be um, your responsibility to manage mm-hmm. this family. Like, we're a team. That's what, I, that's what I would have signed up for is, like, being on the same side and just working through it together. Like, yeah. All right. How are we going to figure this out? Let's figure Mm -hmm. this out. You don't have to, you don't have to hide if you want to cry. Like men can cry, you know, I guess it's like in my head, that's toxic masculinity where it's like men can't do certain things because it's not manly. Uh huh. You know, that makes sense. Or it's like, they're almost dismissive of like quote these 
softer qualities. Uh huh. You need them, man. I mean, they're. I mean, they're natural. I don't want to get all into the, <laughs> the masculinity thing. Um, what, what else would you like to talk about as our time wraps up here um, before a final little string? I of don't questions? know. Is and there it, anything that a burning question? Did you want to talk yeah. more about Wild at Heart? Oh. That was something that really bonded us. Okay. Why did Why did you like Wild at Heart? What did you take? Did you read the whole thing? I did read the whole uh-huh. thing. It's been. A, Quite some time. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. What like made us friends because we talked about it, and uh-huh. I think you even said it was like, um, which you know that my spirituality is something I'm also working on. Uh-huh. I've, Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had quite the uh-huh. oh, quite the roller coaster, uh-huh. but you know, actually, your friendship has actually got me quite co- closer with God. I don't know if you ever knew that. I did not. Thank you. Yeah, because I remember you'd always just bring it up, and like you were so real about it. And that was something I always respected well, about you. you. And like we would always pray at our meals and I'm mm-hmm. like, he's so thoughtful and genuine, but you're so real about it. And I think we talked about that like last time we had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was well, thank like, you. you're like, it's not just all this. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's what I grew up go, with. Go it's off just, King. Go yeah. off King. Like you, you keep it real. Uh, you smoke your cigars. Uh, you could still be a Christian if you uh, take a sip of alcohol, smoke a little smoke. Oh yes, ma'am. Yes. Like it's, t- yeah. <laughs> thank you Isaac for that. Yeah. But I remember you gave me the book wild at or you gave me that book suggestion. So uh-huh. I found it. I started reading it and it was interesting because I guess at that age I was like 22, 22. 22, 23, maybe. Yeah. And I guess like it, it said a lot about men. Like, and I understand that like men have this certain thing that they want to feel like a man. Like they do activities to feel like a man, which I can respect that as long as you're not dismissing someone else of like, you know, like I think in the book and it really dived into that because the author was so good. He talked about the things he liked. Mm. Like he was really into theater and like all that yeah, art, yeah. but he was such a big like outdoorsman. And that was like one of those yeah. things that he just like men had this like fire burning and mm-hmm. all this. And like, I'm sure we could go all day with like, Oh, well women are nurturers and they're gentle and they're like, you know, yeah. cause that was probably the one thing is like, I love the outdoor. I feel like I'm a wild woman, yeah. <laughs> but also I don't know. It just gave so much insight, like uh-huh. better understanding. So I think after I read that, I was able to kind of like better understand yeah, like my male friends or like even my, like all the guys like yeah. in my life, I was, I was able to better understand them, Mm -hmm. like kind of what goes through their head as they're working through maybe certain issues or Mm -hmm. ideas that was placed on them, like as like little boys. Right. I mean, because I'm I'm sure times are are so different. Like when we were kids. Oh yeah. Like act like a man, do this, do that. Where it's like maybe I want to cry. <laughs> like maybe mm. I do want to talk to someone about my feelings or like maybe I do need to go to therapy and like work these things mm. out. I don't need to like suppress them. Right. But yeah, that was my favorite thing about wild at heart. It gave a lot of insight mm-hmm. to like better understand it. Yeah. There's a, there's a female like counterpart book called captivating. And I just got it in the mail a couple of weeks back. 
So I'm gonna have to read that one next and let you know uh, how it is and let you borrow it. I was gonna say, like, all right, tell me your insights on the, the women. Oh, I, I don't know a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Weston, the ladies' man. Oh, dude, I don't know about that. Never been that. You're ten times nah. better than Joe Rogan. Oh, stop! I that. can't support Joe Rogan, but I can support <laughs> Isaac Weston. There it is. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm I also gonna be his future manager. So obviously, oh, I have gosh, to say yeah. that. Well, you guys see, we're gonna have a we're gonna have cattle call ranch somewhere like Wyoming. You know, something like that. I love me some Wyoming. I've only been there once. And then the headquarters got to be in New York. The op- where the world converges. Op- yes. So we can have, and Lauren Barry will work there. Look, You'll work there. We're going to, yeah. There's some buddies from back home. Then I'll have the ranch. My buddy Tiger, he'll oversee Cattle Call Ranch, have 10,000 head of cattle, some horses, go do trail riding, fly fishing. We're going to be just wild at heart. We're wild at heart all the we're time. It's all going to be wild men and women Watch out there right, on man. the ranch. See, you got to be able to like put on a suit and some loafers. And, and try a bunch of just different cultural foods and walk to the office and then get on a plane and have a little landing strip there at Cattle Call Ranch and then you land there and then you go out there and you ride Western train horses for a weekend. We're, I don't know. We can make it happen. We are going to be an unstoppable team. Oh, gosh. Because yeah. we're going to be able to like do it both. We're going to live the city life. Mm-hmm. We're going to be cultured. But then we're going to be out here in the wild, like galloping yeah. Yeah. on the ranch. Got to clear your head, horses. man. Yeah. Got to clear it. It will all have the matching cattle call tattoos. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll, like our own little like cult. I yeah, guess. It will be. hopefully it doesn't end with like a terrible documentary about yeah. the podcast. It started as a lighthearted podcast. And, and yeah. this really took a turn. Fame really so, got to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, the, the influence of fame in Hollywood, man. Um, yeah, Wild at Heart. That's a great book. No one's read it. Uh, read it if you're a woman. Read it to understand men better. You're a man, read it to understand yourself better. I, mean, I need to reread it. It's been a couple of years. It has been a couple yeah. of years. I mean, it's always good to just read things mm. that I don't. Again, I'm big on learning. Mm-hmm. I'm big on like talking to someone who's very different from you. Even reading mm. stuff that's you wouldn't particularly agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, like if that's not if that, mm-hmm. like if you do not just even want to talk about gender norms or like mm-hmm. the roles or whatever. I would still suggest reading it because yeah. like it's like, insightful. What, and right. I think it challenges why you think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you get to grow or strengthen your stance mm-hmm. on something. If you're always surrounded by the same people constantly, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, why Isaac? Well, why do I think this way? Like Isaac asked me this question and I didn't have a reason to defend it. You know, like it just, it makes you think about it. Yeah. We're like, well, maybe that's how he perceives it, but that's how I perceived it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Very good. Okay, couple final questions okay. and we'll wrap up. You've made it almost an hour. See, I, how casual is this? I know, but this I mean, is, you and I could talk for hours. Oh, yeah, and we have. So, <laughs> um, Okay, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you want to go? Oh, my gosh. I would love... Oh, that's so hard. I've been going back and forth on Uh-oh. like wanting to go somewhere like tropical, like Morgan had gone to bali mm-hmm. like several times this year and i'm like oh, i'd love to go back to like my indonesian roots and you know just like let me take it all in like i'm so yeah. westernized and american like i don't even know indonesian morgan came back and i'm like you know all this stuff about our culture that i don't even know so that would be cool but at the same time i would just love to go to like norway somewhere like <laughs> or sweden just somewhere uh-huh. like outdoorsy and i'm like out in the snow mm-hmm. i don't know why snow i hate snow I think I hate snow mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously we don't get that much here in Tennessee mm-hmm. or here in Memphis. So I'm like, would I even like it? Yeah. I don't know. Something somewhere quiet in the cabins. 
Wow. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Drink some coffee. Uh, <laughs> if you could pick your last meal. Oh. What What's in the running for your last meal? It could be oh. an entree from a certain place. It could just be a genre of food. It'd be something super specific. Oh, it'd be all the carbs. It would be so heavy. Yeah? It, it, it would either be the tr- chicken and shrimp carbonara from Olive Garden. It's very specific, <laughs> uh-huh, I know, but good. that thing puts me in food coma, and I feel horrible after. chicken and shrimp carbonara? Yes. It's so loaded. We'll put you in food coma, and I'm like, if I'm going to... If I'm gonna die, yeah. I want to go out. But like, I'm gonna yeah. go out happy. I would. Yeah. I've never ate that and been sad, okay, or disappointed. And I've like gotten it when I was sad to uh-huh. cheer me up, yeah. and it did. <laughs> Tough for food. So yeah, it would probably be something just drowned in sauce. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That's good. Yeah. That sounds very good. Okay. Um, any good book recommendations or documentaries or movies Ooh. that people need to see besides Wild at Heart besides that Wild people at Heart. need to see or read or watch? Mm, okay, so maybe I'm just a little bit behind on this book because it was a couple years old, but I read it during the pandemic and mm. it was like Shonda Rhimes' book of ye- like Year of Yes. And it's not like a help book. It's called it's not, Year of Yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it just talked about it's such a random book. I don't even know uh-huh. how I got it. I think I was just on Amazon mm-hmm. scrolling and I saw it. I was like, Shonda Rhimes wrote a book? Okay. Who is that? So she, Shonda Rhimes is a TV writer. She uh-huh. wrote Scandal, Grey's Anatomy. Um, what's another one? She's very popular. She did the whole, oh, and Bridgerton. She has like her own production company, like Shondaland. Hmm. And she is a um, black woman in She's so independent. She's just she's incredible. She's so talent, talented, and uh-huh. most of her characters have these strong lead women. I mean, they're obviously mm-hmm. not perfect. Like they're very flawed, and I mm-hmm. think that's like she's just is such a brilliant writer and creator. So I was like, that might be interesting. But in the book, yeah. she just, it's not really a help book. It's not really a memoir. Yeah. She just kind of wrote it. But she's used to be such a an afraid person. Like she would just escape into her writings and her stories and she would kind of get lost in her own little cycle of things yeah. and she would never go on like TV t- like talk shows or yeah. anything like that. So she spent a year doing things that scared her because hmm. it's like, I never do anything outside of what I do. So I'm going to be different. I'm going to be a different mom. I'm going to get my health on. Tra- I'm going to say yeah. yes to my health. I'm going to say yes to my children when they want to play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you know, because like she was a workaholic, yeah. and I just thought it was really good, and it just was very insightful. Someone so creative, and talented, and mm-hmm. successful as her has struggled with like just balance, I yeah. guess. But it was really good. Good. Okay. Do you have any pieces of advice or any good quotes you want to leave listeners with? Ooh, I guess my only piece of advice is like just never stop learning. You know, be open to people, opportunities. Just, you never know mm. what could just be waiting for you on the other side. I think my sister at one time said, the unexpected brings the most unbelievable. I think it's so easy to get stuck in your own ways, mm-hmm. your own routines and cycles. Just sure. like talk to someone different than you. Learn about them. Learn about new things. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like coming out of college, you're just responsible for your own like progress mm-hmm. in life. 
You want to learn something new? Learn something new. You want to be better with your money? You know, learn more about We're finances. stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, it's, you're, I, you know, there are very few things in your life that you can control. So I think like you, you can control how, what you do next is my biggest thing. And I try to remind myself of that. Alex, where can people follow you, keep up with you when you are on social media? <laughs> when I am on social media, you can just follow me at um, underscore Tucker Alex. I used to be the other Tucker. But I thought you still were, you're not. I'm not, you know, I thought mm. it was time to change because not a lot of people were getting it anymore. They're like, you're the only Tucker I know. And I'm like, oh, okay. it's because of. Yeah. Sure. You I know? never knew that. Cool. <laughs> underscore Tucker. Alex. Underscore Alex. Yeah. It's just Alex Tucker flip flop. Okay. We'll, we'll tag you anyway. <laughs> Alex, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Isaac. Great job. Uh, that was Alex Tucker. And we will see you on the other side.